It's episode 146 of the Improv London podcast. I'm your host, Stuart Moses, and this week's guest is Crystal Gray. How are you? I'm great. A little tired, but I'm good. I'm good. Why Why might you be a little bit tired? Well, uh, since we are here at the British Improv Project, um, it has been, obviously, it's my first year. Yeah. Um, and so it's very, very exciting. Got to meet a lot of new people, and uh, which then causes a lot of friendships and socialising until the wee hours of the morning, um, which is great. Uh, but not great for my sleep schedules, <laughs> which is a lot of fun. <laughs> I'm terrible. I'm a terrible. I can't stay up late, so I feel that I miss out on all this stuff that goes on after. Honestly, it's just ramblings in front of a fireplace. It's, all, it's a lot of fun, but uh, but yeah, I am. I can't wait to get into my own bed. <laughs> <laughs> well, you do make it sound alive. Um, so, what inspired you to come along to the British Improv Project? Um, I I think that's it. Oh everything um so um I just recently moved back um from florida um to northampton um i improv seems to be very um at least in that specific area um uh, apart from tan young's it's very um not well known so um what's great about this is that it gave me an opportunity to um, obviously hang out with Tom and all the same pieces, people that I know, um, but also meet and uh, network and get to know other people like from Leicester that I see occasionally and things like that. So um, I found out through Tom Young about the British um, Improv Project and um, now I'm here. So <laughs> I was on the wait list and I didn't think it was going to happen and then miraculously, magic. So wow. yeah, excellent, yeah. excellent. How did you discover Improv? Um, so I, my, way back when, when I was in high school, um, <laughs> in 2004, um, my uh, theatre group, uh, we had plans to go to the Edinburgh Fringe Festival, um, but obviously taking a bunch of students from Florida to Edinburgh, um, we realised money is a thing um, that is needed. <laughs> Who would have thought? Um, but, uh, so instead, um, we actually went, because it was cheaper, to Chicago um, and studied at Second City. Um, and did that for two weeks. So I found improv through that, obviously, um, as well as just TV, whose line is it anyway, like most of us. Um, but um, I think my first real like face-to-face -face interaction with it, obviously, was at Second City. So that was pretty cool. So you were you were a student. I, you were at school. I was at a school, yeah, and we did like a two-week intensive during the summer, wow. um, and it was awesome. But because I was new to it and was like, I don't want to wake up for classes. I'm really mad at myself uh, for not appreciating that a little bit more. So I'm like hoping maybe to do it again and be like, this is great as an adult and I sort of know what's going on. <laughs> Yay. Um, but yeah. <laughs> it's really interesting because there are a lot of people I talk to and they say, oh, I got into improv uh, through a university mm -hmm. group. And I'm like, oh, if I'd started doing improv when I was at university, I'd probably be really good by now. <laughs> I'm really angry with you. Uh, but you've topped that by doing it when you were at school. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and it's, it was a wonderful opportunity, and obviously that, you know, that rarely does happen. And then um, because I paid the money to do the two weeks intensive, um, I 
terrible way of saying it, I guess. I paid my way into the improv trip at my high school, so... Yay! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Who knows if I'm funny? Um, but, uh, but I brought my way in. Yay, life. Um, but yeah, so uh, we were a troop called Crane Centred Backseat um, in high school, and it was it was a lot of fun. Uh, more, I think we did, we did more sketch than we did actual improv, and then funny that you mentioned university um that's when i finally did more improv focused at the university of central florida so yeah cool so, yeah. so tell me about your experiences at university of improv then. um so um it was uh one there was this woman named shalee and she studied and went to sat comedy lab and then brought what she knew to um UCF um, and so I started doing workshops there and then um, after a year and a half two years I um, then became president of Improv United because our mascot was Knights and we figured that was clever and funny um, and so why not um, but um, so I went I did obviously her workshops and then I um, took over with a couple of my friends and we also hosted those workshops as well um, we then started performing at a coffee house in Orlando. Wow. Um, and that was a lot of fun. And um, unfortunately, due to circumstances and everyone moving on from college, we disbanded. But it did bring me to um, Penguin Knife Fight, which is my current trip still going in the um, Orlando area. So Cool, yeah. cool. Well, we'll return to Penguin Knife Fight in a moment. I just yeah. want to just explore. So you were doing shows in a coffee shop. Yeah. Were you uh, greeted warmly by the coffee drinking um, customers? It uh, depends on who you want to ask. Um, the people that I paid off, yes. Uh, <laughs> the people that I didn't, not quite. Um, so it was a mixed bag because um, a lot of places did like stand up and like open mic nights and stuff like that. Um, Notora was a very small place, um, like coffee and hookah and all that fun stuff. Um, but um, but uh, we would just take over the stage and we were like, it's Monday night. If you didn't think you were here for improv, now you are. Oh, as students, no. yeah. Uh, as I love students, improv, but I would not want that. <laughs> yes, yeah. Students are like studying for like their exams in the corner going, why? Um, but uh, uh, yeah, so it was, um, it, 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 we, we caught on and had a great following, still do, um, and so that's great. However, um, yeah, not not always a great time, and uh, and sometimes our shows would be a little bit shorter than usual, um, and then sometimes it would just be like a fun little workshop for us. So it was it was more to do with, obviously we love an audience, as we all do, right, as improvisers, and we want to make people laugh, that's you know, some of our goals, and, and I think it was, it got to a point where even if they weren't paying attention or laughing, it gave us a chance to bond and um, become a better and stronger United team. So, yes. Yeah. So what sort of, um, what sort of things were you doing on stage? Um, so short form was, it, it is Penguin Eye Fight's biggest uh, focus, um, and that's what I was uh, doing a lot of. Um, so a lot of short form games, like, columns or pillars or whatever name you want to call it by because there's a thousand <laughs> names for every improv game um and um and a lot of like freeze tag and all of that um it was a lot of uh we also did our best to get the audience involved and again for those students studying not great um but uh, so it was a lot of quick fire you know short fall games because attention spans are, are great <laughs> so um columns or pillars for yeah. those um, that don't know because a lot of improv games a lot of improv games have lots of different names mm -hmm. and even if they have the same name quite often they're played in different, different ways, ways. Yeah, so yeah, how exactly. did you play Pillars or Columns? Um, so our version we would tend to bring um, we used to bring up 
two uh, audience members and point at them and bring them up on stage. Um, and then we started doing one, which was because sometimes one would get more focus or, you know, and we want to make sure everyone has equal involvement and all that. So um, so we would bring audience members on stage and then point at them in the direction to fill in the blank, um, like Mad Libs, obviously, um, and go from there. So I'm a very big fan when it comes to audience participation. And obviously, if you get the right audience member, if they're uncomfortable coming on stage, then get them involved if they want to be. So. Yes, it's, um, it's very interesting uh, working with audiences yeah, because... Yeah. Um, yeah, it's. I wonder if there's a way of choosing. I don't know. I was going to say choosing the right volunteer. You might mm -hmm. not always have different people you could choose from because I think you want somebody um, that wants to do it. Yes. But doesn't want to do it too much. Exactly. <laughs> Sometimes that can be a problem. Yes. Um. And uh, and and I love the the following we had. Um. But there are a lot of people that we would be there every single week to come and see us and would always volunteer and we're like that's great and then you do the whole thing of like what's your name even though I already know the answer <laughs> um, but then again you know if no one else raises their hand then you just obviously take what you have in front of you and, and expand on that and love on that and enjoy it so um, but it is obviously you get that mixed bag especially in that kind of setting where people are not really there for the show um, <laughs> but we'll become a part of it anyway. um, so yeah it was a great time um, it was it was a lot of fun I loved it so there's a group called the Free Radicals in Reading and um, Dave told me that um, one of the things they try and do is they try and prevent improvisers that come along to support them from sitting in the front row. Ah, smart. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if you do that, because you know, you're an improviser, you're used to thinking of suggestions and things yeah. like that, you're much, much quicker than an audience, audience member because yeah. it's all new to them and they need more time to think. So. Do you find yourself to be like that? Because as, as I'm an improviser sitting in the audience for an improv show, I'm sitting there like thinking about suggestions and I'm like, I don't know, I don't know what to, <laughs> because if I don't give you the right one, will you murder me later? <laughs> and so I'm like, I, I struggle with that. Do you struggle with that or do you like giving suggestions? Um, I like to try and give unusual suggestions. Ooh, ooh, all right, I'm going to have to steal some of those. And but, write some down. Um, well, yeah, <laughs> not immediately. Um, well, um, just... Because I'm a big, a big, uh, you know, the quality of the improv is not really, um, reliant on the quality of the suggestion. No. You can have a terrible suggestion and then start brilliant improv. Yes. But sometimes it's just nice to give a suggestion that is not normally given. And what I'm aiming to do is to get the improvisers excited. It's like, oh, there's kind oh, of possibilities okay. there. We yeah. could do that. I'm not saying I always succeed. But if, <laughs> I, if, if I call out, um, then that's what I'm trying to do. But also, I'm trying not to... I remember there was a time when I saw a, uh, a Hoopla show um, and I was just way too keen, way too keen with the suggestions <laughs> to the extent that Steve Rowe, who was handing out quality streets every time he got a suggestion, was trying, ah. to, was trying to cut me off essentially. Oh, okay, all right. <laughs> and it was entirely the right decision. But you know it's like when you're new and you're just kind of really keen yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. I like that. I like, and I like your way of thinking of unusual and it's sort of like a challenge for them too. So um, I guess it's something that I will think of whenever I'm next in the, on the audience, part of the not on stage. So, um, but I like that. I could just get struggled with uh, giving suggestions because I pressure. Yeah, I pressure. well, yeah, because yeah, you've been in the situation of receiving the suggestions. Yeah. It's like, oh, I, um, I've kind of, I've got this, I don't know, the way which I think about it is kind of, you've got this sort of ego now. I've got this, this little bit of standing on the improv scene. And I don't want to lose that standing by coming up with rubbish suggestions. Yeah. <laughs> that's it, you're out. That's, <laughs> yeah, exactly. that's when you know you're done. I mean, your actual improv is pretty yeah, good, yeah, but, but yeah. yeah. Why was it pineapple and spatula? <laughs> yeah. We get that all the time. 
I love that. Were, were there particular suggestions that you would get regularly when you asked for suggestions? Um, quite naughty ones because you're in a room full of like 19, 20, 21 year olds in a university setting. <laughs> So yeah, I, I think it's also the way you give the prompt to you. Yeah. Um, it's nice to be like, can I have a word? But I think it's a lot easier for me if someone says like, what was your great grandfather's occupation? Yes. Uh, yeah. So like something a little bit more spe- specific, I think helps, especially as someone who asks for suggestions yes. as well as trying to feasibly uh, attempt to give suggestions. <laughs> so. And there's also something in um, giving people enough time to think of something. Yeah. So I'll quite often ask, tell them what I'm going to ask for and then mm-hmm. I'll vamp for a bit and then I'll actually ask for it because it's giving people time to think of things, ah, which is quite a nice thing to do. Which is why I think a lot of people... It's, that's interesting because I've never... I think... I never thought, who knew that people needed time to think? Because <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I think it's just like immediately you expect a call and a response, right? Yes. And yes. it's, I guess, it's very cool to like learn from you and these things and these like little nitbits that are, that you don't, you hope, when you ask someone a question in real life, you give them a moment to breathe and think mm. about it. Um, and then to do that on stage, I think sometimes you forget like, that's okay to do as well. Like, give them a moment, let them like marinate, and then let's see if we can go from there. So that's cool. I like that. Um, I also, um, I also would like to remove non-geographic location from the lexicon of improvisers. Yeah. Because I'm like, I know, I know what you mean, but that's only because I've done a lot of improv. Okay, good. Because I was about to say, please don't ask me to say something <laughs> or because I'm like, mm, anything with the word geography in it, I'll <laughs> still be in the corner looking at a map and not knowing which way is up. So, <laughs> um, but yeah. That's so, it. I mean, I understand that people are trying to get, you know, a coffee shop rather oh, yeah, than yeah. Swansea or yeah, something yeah, like yeah. that. But it's like, oh, there's got to be a better way of phrasing that because I'm like, even I'm going, <laughs> what has four walls? What do I do? Where do I go every day? Um, yeah, that's good. that's cool. Um, so um, yeah, so uh, you were in Penguin Knife Fight and you were doing short form yes. games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, that was our biggest. Well, that is our biggest um, format that we do. Um, not to say that we haven't. We tried. We do sometimes like long form me esque games like um what we call a day in a life where we would interview a audience member and yes. take like moments like a, a special moment in their life a holiday that they really remember um once as they were a kid and take that and kind of expand on that and bring it more scenic um into that uh that format but obviously in a shorter time frame maybe that scene would last like a seven minute instead of like a quick three minute fire game um so and that's when i started realizing like um i'm not very good at like punny games um i pretend um which is good i try to commit to the bit um but i i've come to realize like puns and things like that are not my forte so that the people that are good at them have it that have their moment you know so um and then when i when we started doing more of those day in a life type games i found a sort of love for long form and then right before i moved to england um i started dabbling in a little bit of more long for me and so and ever since i've been here um in the uk it's been more long for me focused which is cool um but um like i participated in the shot from jam last night um but uh um, it was nice to do it again but also realized i haven't done this in a while (laughs) i've got to be funny relatively quick or at least 
some sort of interesting, captivating or whatever. But um, but yeah, so short form is mostly um, Penguin I find its focus. Um, and we have the wonderful opportunity to travel with a Comic-Con convention. Yeah, so uh, we travel around the States um, and we perform like a day show um, with the, um, for, for kid, for kid friendly, and then at night time for not, not so kid friendly times. Um, and then I had the, um, lovely opportunity as well to teach workshops with that, which I found really cool in a Comic-Con setting when you have people dressed up like Wookiee and, uh, Chewbacca, and then also like Spider-Man, like a six-year-old Spider-Man against a 30-year-old Chewbacca, like doing a scene together. Um, obviously not as those characters, but just watching it happen is awesome. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was really cool. So what, so what sort of things are you, when, you, when you're teaching different people from different things, yeah. uh, what, what, what are you trying to teach them? Um, so I think, um, so a lot of it is uh, just uh, basic skills that improv games can give you, like com- communication, cooperation, you know, um, consensus, like teamwork, um, just being able to listen. Um, and I find in that kind of setting, I loved being able to see these people that came from all different walks of life and probably would have never said two words together passing around the Comic-Con floor. And yet in these moments, they have created a bond and laughter. And then it's also cool being on the outside of that and when we're not in the workshops to see them then connect with each other again during the weekend. Um, So it's definitely... um, Get very choked up, yeah, um, but um, but no, it's it's and and by all means, it's honestly like uh, less teaching, more um, facilitating the workshops because it's a lot of I love the co- conversations afterwards, and I also like learning from them as well. Um, so it's something that I definitely do miss and hope to find a way of doing it here. So yeah, yeah, now that's amazing. So how did how did um. Uh, Penguin Knife Fight get involved with Comic-Con? Um, so, uh, one of my um, improvisers, or well, one of our improvisers, Penguin Knife Fight's improvisers, um, named Croy, she uh, started working with the Comic-Con, and um, the very, very first one, I think it was like Orlando Comic Expo, um, they needed like an opening act or something before um, Drake Bell, which was a Nickelodeon star from Drake and Josh, um, but they wanted someone to open for like him. So we're like, we'll do it. Um, <laughs> so we did. Um, and it was, it, it was interesting to say the least. It was a lot of fun. Um, and it was like in this really small hotel next to the airport. And we're like, eh, well, it won't come off of anything. Nothing will come from it. Um, uh, or at least I don't, uh, my perception of it was like, this is a one-time thing. Much um, like Penguin Nine Fight started. It was a very one-time thing. Um, but, um, um, and six years later, we're still going. Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so Orlando Comic Expo turned into, um, I think I'm getting this right, turned into Tampa Bay Comic Con, which became a bigger con, which thus then progressed into like Indiana Comic Con, San Francisco Comic Con, uh, Atlanta Comic Con, um, and I'm missing one or two of those. But we grew this year, and I wasn't there, unfortunately, to be a part of it. So we ha- it helped having someone that worked for the con and needed to fill in sp- space or at least wanted a little bit more um, entertainment other than your, your celebrities. Um, so, um, yeah, it was, it's a cool niche thing that we're doing. And again, it's something that I would love to try and get into here. And it's just finding those connections and all that jazz. So, so would you be doing improv that was inspired by the sort of stories that people are interested in Comic-Con? Yeah. So I think, um, when bringing it up to a couple of people and saying like, Oh, this is something I want to do in the UK. Would you be interested? I think people get too 
they're like, I don't know comic books. And I'm like, well, I think with any suggestion, whether you get a location or a word that you don't know, you have that choose to know power, you know? Even if you're wrong, I think that's kind of funny. Yeah. Um, or at least it's interesting to see that because even though everyone in the audience know that, like, Spider-Man doesn't have wings, you know? But yet, if you're playing Spider-Man, that's what you know it, and that's Spider-Man to you. That's great, you know? Um, so I... It's one of those things where it's a lot of... Obviously, we'll get, like, comic book um, suggestions or, you know, what's your favorite superhero, villain, all that. Um, but we do do, like, just regular get-fours and suggestions. Yeah. Um, but uh, it is also fun to see um, when we get audience members up again, seeing them dressed up, playing with us and things like that. So um, it's a cool, neat and niche environment. And it's and we've had a wonderful following and it's been successful so far. So it's nice to see them continue to go and I hope it continues to grow as well. So, yeah, that yeah. sounds great. Um, yeah, and uh, we, I was uh, running a workshop and um, there was a two-person scene, one person initiated um, by ringing a bell, being a, uh, being a town crier, essentially. Mm -hmm. The other person didn't know what a town crier was, and it's like, well, whatever, just make it up. Just, you know, yes. whatever, whatever you do, that's, that'll be true in this scene, and yeah. it's actually much better than... Oh, what, what, what are you? Exactly, yeah. And I, and <laughs> I, I do understand that temptation. Yes, yeah. I got, oh, I, was, I got suggested in one of the workshops the other day, um, when it was like Brexit, no, not Brexit, sorry, I'm not going to mention that. That's <laughs> it. Um, uh, something in bloom, I guess it's a town thing and they win it for oh, flowers. Something, yes. something, something in bloom. Yes. And, I, and it, it was explained, which I'm glad it was because I had no idea what it was. Um, and But I'm, a part of me was like, oh, I kind of wish we hadn't explained it, so that way yes. we could have made it up. So it's, it's that double-edged sword. Um, but I also have a big fear of looking, I don't like looking stupid, I don't think anyone does, but I also feel like improv gives you that flexibility to do so in a way that makes it okay yeah. and a safe space. So um, so yeah, I love, I, I just, I very much enjoy also then learning about whatever it was that I was supposed to do and then uh, being told off by like a four-year-old child saying like, mm, that's not what Spider-Man does. I'm like, sorry, take my money. I don't know what to give you. Um, and then running for the hills. Uh, but but yeah. in disputing what Spider-Man does is... It's part of being a comic book fan. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, I, and it's it's really cool. And then obviously you have those like you have different worlds and stuff like that. So it's just I don't know. It's very, it's it's just cool. And I love and very much just like the improv community that I've seen here at, at um, the British Improv Project. Um, same in the Comic Con. It's just everyone from different walks of life getting into a space, loving what they do, what yes. they're doing, and enjoying something that we all have in common and just. Um, having that those two combine it's mind blowing and it's I think I'm exhausted now when it comes to those weekends I'm like dead as a doornail but um, but it's it's just there's so I have just so much passion for it and I love yeah. it and it's just nice taking a step back and just kind of looking at the room and going this is the thing this is happening and yet it's, it's absolutely amazing and so awesome and I wish more it could happen more so yeah, yeah and, and I entirely am both with the comic-con thing and with the improv thing yeah. it's, it's people doing something that they're passionate about nobody's worried about being cool mm -hmm. um, you know we love these things and we yeah. want to celebrate that we love these things and um, you know I've, I've been on to the uh, the MCM comic-con uh, in London and quite often 
I think I'm interested in these sort of things. And I go on that and I'm like... Right? Yeah. <laughs> ah, what? And I luckily, know nothing! Luckily, I've got children who are able to help me out with some of these things. But I'm like, wow, I thought I was big on this scene. I'm like, no. Nope. But it doesn't matter because it's great seeing people dressed up. And it's like, you know, because they, they love it. And, you know. I think that's the same can be said for uh, improv. Because, like, I thought I had such a... I hate, I don't, things are hard. Um, I thought I had such a, an idea and a knowledge and like, and not that I'm always, I've always said to a lot of people that I'm always, I'm learning. So just because I did a troupe and ran my own group and did that for six years and taught workshops does not mean, A, that, no, I don't want to say like, that I don't know what I'm doing. I hope I have some sort of grasp on that, but that I, I, I am willing to learn how to do it better or find more ways of doing it. There's different perceptions and point of views and, um, you know, how one person plays a game might benefit me better because of X, Y, and Z reason. Um, so, um, I just, I, I love the fact that you can see, um, you have that passion and you can and bring that all together and, um, I honestly forgot what point I was trying to make, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop talking myself in circles because um, I got too excited. Yeah. <laughs> I got too excited. I was like, yes. But you were speaking with passion. Yeah, yeah. That's enough. That's enough. That's enough to get by on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Four to know, and I'm just dancing in my chair. Uh, so. <laughs> I'm really enjoying, but it's not on an audio medium. Um, I tell you what, you should come to one of these recordings. Uh, except I only invite the guests. So. Unless you guess you can't come, but uh, Ooh. Well, lots of fun. Uh, <laughs> oh goodness! So, um, so you made a move to the UK? Yes, yes. Um, it's funny because obviously I have a weird blend of accent, so I don't know which one is coming out more. Um, <laughs> so I'm originally from Northampton, um, and then moved when I was twelve um, to Florida. And then came back 15 years later. Um, so I've just been back since April, um, obviously, of this year. Um, and uh, kind of dove right in. I spent, well, it doesn't matter. I don't work for Disney anymore, so I can do this. I spent a good a chunk of my time um, at work uh, Googling improv in the UK. Um, and then came across a list. And Tom asked me, like, how did you find it? And I'm like, I honestly don't know. I think I got into, like, that rabbit hole of just, like, clicking and then found... Um, the same faces so I went to a show and it merely like fangirled because I had like liked them on uh, Instagram and Facebook and social media and started like tagging them and things and I remember walking in and Tom goes ah you're the girl that keeps posting me and stuff and I'm like you're welcome <laughs> uh, and now I feel very creepy um, and I am so that's okay um, but, um, but uh, so yeah so I um, saw them and then started doing the workshops with Tom and then that kind of just snowballed into obviously being here um, and uh, just meeting and, and becoming a part of it so yeah England's fine it's cold right now <laughs> especially compared to Florida um, so getting used to it it's not really um, but yeah so it's, it's interesting um, that you saw a show oh you've done improv before I'm just thinking there are some people that do improv um, that will the first show they will see the first show they will see is the show that they do at the end of their course but of course mm -hmm. you've done improv before but you knew what the same faces were like before you got involved with them. Yeah, and so um, I, I um, currently as a part, I, so I'm not really, 
I'm a part of the Harold team at the moment, so Tom's Harold oh, yeah. team, yeah. So and we're still obviously in workshopping and and all that um, fun stuff. Um, so I I get to fangirl a lot by going to the shows <laughs> and be like, mm, when am I going to get up there? <laughs> um, but um, and but it's honestly um, they're dynamic and it's something that I want to obviously make sure that I'm comfortable obviously with and and, and Tom and I have talked about it and stuff like that so um, hopefully one day um, but at the moment being a part of the Herald is something that obviously I haven't done before yeah. um, and so that's kind of cool and it's that's expanding my horizons and my skill set so I think that's neat and uh, we'll, we'll see where that goes so what do you think of the Herald? I think it exists uh, <laughs> I mean I don't think anyone could really dispute that yeah yeah um, it's it is definitely, I understand why it takes a long, long time to master. Um, I am very bad when it comes to initiating and like f- following my feet. I tend to go like a step and go, mm, nope. Um, but then obviously you're in an environment that's like, well, you've got to go at some point. So might as well do it now. Um, it is, it's definitely um, challenging, but in such a good way, frustrating in some good ways um, <laughs> but uh it, it's it's cool it's definitely different i i love um and i'm probably butchering this um and that's okay uh but uh, i enjoy the fact of the like beats and um the growth progression i think that's mm. why I, I enjoy um knowing that i'm not super great and necessarily like quick fire quick funny but i'm i games like laugh and go where you need or where you can sometimes have a steady person in the scene and then anytime anyone gets a laugh you get normally tagged out um yeah um so i end up being the person that doesn't get tagged out which i always thought was like i'm not funny or good um uh but then i come to realize i'm like well you kind of need a stagnant person to either hold not necessarily hold the scene but like just to, for everyone to bounce off of, yes, you know, someone yes. has to be play the oh, yeah, straight yeah, yeah, yeah. man for lack of better terms. Um, but um, so I think in the Howard, it, it it lets me also be able to be like, I can have a character and see how that develops, and that's why like that laugh and go um, short form game has given me that opportunity too, and realize that. I'm a little bit more, gra- I'm better when I'm grounded and less worried about what's the game. Um, and um, in regards to the quick fire short form games, better. Yeah, it's, um, we're learning, I'm yeah. learning. Yeah. Um, so I love to read about it and all that. But, uh, but yeah, I, uh, I'm excited to see what yeah, happens and you. how it comes out. So, cool. yeah. I, um, I struggle with the Herald because um, it, it requires me to think uh, more than I'm really able to. Because I have to try to remember things. Ah, uh, uh, yes. And then bring them back in a slightly different way. So, uh, well done for doing that. Yeah, that's I, hard. It's really hard. And that's the, those are things that I love about it. It's because I'm like, oh, that thing could grow into this. And then obviously sometimes you go, you can go in with that mindset and then your scene partner and changes into something else. But um, I've come to realize like pointing at things, naming things and establish things helps a lot. Names are a big thing. And I think that goes to say in any kind of scene is just when you name a character, it helps, especially yes. if they're going to re- reoccur. Um, and so um, it's just those little things I keep picking up with every single workshop. Um, and then just also confidence. I um, unfortunately um, struggle with self-esteem. Um, 
but who doesn't? Uh, so um, it's just having that ability, like with, um, with each week and with Tom's um, notes and like feedback and what he gives us, um, it, it, it helps. Um, and then also just being in an environment like BIP um, and just seeing how other people also do scenes and taking those and using those notes and skill sets and bringing them into what I'm currently doing and what everyone else is currently doing too. So that's why this weekend has been also a wonderful opportunity. So <laughs> fantastic, yeah. fantastic. If someone were to step on stage with you, mm -hmm. what could they do to delight you? Delight me? Oh, um, <laughs> well, uh, um, I think it's, I love silence. Yes. Um, there's a game that I very much enjoy called chairs where you take two chairs and you just move them around the stage until someone says stop. And especially when you're not paying attention to what you're, you're more, I'm, I'm weak, so I'm more paying attention to where I'm placing this chair than I am with the person that's on stage with me. Um, but I love that, that moment of just like not shoring, not knowing where your scene partner is or, and not knowing who's going to speak first. And all those moments of silence or, and, and eye contact and um, playing with one another, obviously with consent and and um and uh, knowing everyone's boundaries and stuff like that just like those physical silent moments i enjoy um i'm not fantastic at them so when someone does start that in initiation with that um and then i know that it's safe also for me to do so too um i think that's kind of something that makes me happy inside when we're on that same mindset because um a lot of people i feel like don't like silence i don't like silence in real life because i'm like i've got to make some sort of weird dance move or <laughs> entertain someone somehow by saying something um but on stage i uh, i'm fine with it i would love i would much prefer to sit in that like awkward beat of silence and find what you can grow out of that so i think um if you are on stage me to delight me be quiet <laughs> no that's a terrible way of saying it but you know what i mean like yeah. just do some strong physical uh, silent choice I think and it's and going from there and taking that moment so I think that can also help build a relationship and stuff so yes I love that yeah. too and also I feel that it draws the audience in yeah it's like oh what's going on with these and then I think the audience start paying more attention then everything you do becomes heightened and it could be a really small movement but you know you're, people are noticing it more mm -hmm. and then when you do speak your words have such a more of an effect and yeah. you just come on going blah 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 sort of thing so yes I yeah. entirely agree. More silence, please. Bangs <laughs> 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 me in emphasis. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, okay, uh, so um, a big, big final question. Oh. Big final, oh, big final question. Nervous. Um, what's your signature move? What's the thing you go to that reliably saves the day? brings down the house and has everyone going, classic crystal. Uh, oh. <laughs> oh, I feel like a lot of people have already answered this question for me. Um, <laughs> uh, my signature dance move is the sprinkler. Uh, my signature move on stage, I think, unfortunately, uh, not unfortunately, uh, um, uh, when in doubt, making a, 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 a physical choice, um, but not really having a mind, an image of where it's supposed to, what it's supposed to be, but then it coming off completely wrong. Um, <laughs> so I performed in the Hoopla 
what was it? Twenty four hours. Oh yeah, yeah, the 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 um, prof, yeah, the prof math. Yeah, 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 yeah. okay, good. That's obviously, I'm glad you know what I what I was talking about because I was there and I don't. Um, so I got to do um, two different scenes um, with a group called Oof, um, and we did um, an improv okey scene and a um, uh, like a sitcom ish scene. Anyway, point is, is that um, it was bowling, and I was, do you know, like. Have you ever seen? I don't know why it's called this, and I and I honestly think it's the way I bowl as well, where you like you kind of take a wide stance and you use both your hands to like push it around your legs. Yeah. So I made that gesture, but it looked like I was pulling a bowling ball out of my nether regions. Yeah. And um, got to be glad. Um. So I, it's one of those things where I think I make um very interesting physical moves and then kind of. <laughs> not necessarily regret them but then also be like mm, I see where that could come off weird um, or I say a word or say a phrase and then realise like mm, shouldn't have said that um, but yet we took this um, I was in a workshop with John Trevor who I've never met before I've never seen perform before but he was his wonderful workshop yes. and I walked into a scene painting scene forgot the word for tools and I was like on the wall are some um, anyway, bollocks and then I just was like I went to go apologize for it, but I just I walked off and John was like, no, that was great. Um, so like just choose to accept that, and um, but obviously not trying to always go the rude route, which sometimes I can tend to do. But um, but yeah, so I think it's one of those things is um, is uh, just making some weird phrase or or physical move, and I think that's whether it ends up being sexual or not is probably classic my move which is not necessarily something I'm proud of but you know what you kind of got your thing and it's something that you know you, you got to work with what you got again with a name like Crystal I don't know I don't really know what you know, more you expect from me so um, but yeah so oh jeez you do have to work with what you've got yeah <laughs> oh bless and I, I look forward to seeing you work it um, that's only weird um, <laughs> Yes! <laughs> uh, thank you for being a guest on the Improv London oh, podcast. <laughs> I made this. That's Improv! <laughs> <laughs>